Hi, this is Karen Kelly, and you're listening to An Appetite for Life. There's a great mix on this show with various topics, amazing guests, and the occasional celebrity guest. So my guest today is a certified professional organizer and CEO of Ship Shape Solutions and also author of Unholy Mess, What the Bible Says About Clutter. So I'm pleased to to have Angie Heitch on the show today. Thank you so much for having me, Karen. Wow, this is a topic I absolutely love because everyone loves a declutter. You feel so cleansed, don't you? You really absolutely. Do. You feel like a new person. So, yes. when did you start your when did you start your company? When did you start Ship Shape Solutions? I started in uh, the summer of 2016, so uh, getting ready to celebrate six years soon. And uh, I had kind of a really a background in a lot of different areas of medicine and education before I came around to. Uh, start this business so wow uh, but I absolutely love it yeah that's a complete change isn't it so yes why decluttering I've always loved to organize Uh, whatever wherever I've been I've always kind of naturally done been compelled to do that Um, and when I was a stay-home mom and community volunteer raising my girls uh, I was doing some community theater acting and the room where the theater stored their props and costumes and that kind of thing was a complete disaster. And it just drove, it drove me crazy to be in there. I just could not handle it. Everything <laughs> it was in tidy many, by the end of the day. <laughs> oh, well, it was, it was more than could be done in a short amount of time. So the, uh, the theater had a part-time employee and she and I spent weeks going through every single belonging the theater had. They had a storage unit that they had no idea what was in it. They were spending tons of time and money uh, because they didn't have a handle on their stuff. And while we were kind of knee deep in, you know, a zillion cowboy hats and uh, uh, patriotic clothing and, you know, period dresses and all that, and it was just a complete mess. And I said, oh my gosh, I love this so much. I could do this every day. Um, but at the time it really wasn't the time to make a big change. And I didn't know that the organizing business existed. I didn't even know that that was, uh, you know, a profession. There were people. Yeah. yeah. So a few years later, I discovered NAPO national association of productivity and organizing professionals, uh, took a few classes, uh, but it was really when my husband and I reached empty nester stage that I had, the time and was uh, ready to take that big leap to start my business. And um, it was the scariest thing, but it's been so amazing and I've never looked back. Love it so much. So let's talk about the different types of clutter, if you like, because it's not something you really think about. You just think you're going to declutter I normally think of it as um, clothes, really, in the, you know, in, in the bedroom, wardrobe and things like that. But there's lots of different types, isn't there? They've got the physical, um, mental decluttering, digital decluttering. So let's talk about a few of those. So first of all, um, physical clutter. Is this what we can see objects in the house and things like that? Right. And, and that's what when you ask people what is clutter, they're going to always say, it's a big mess of stuff. Yeah. And, and definitely physical clutter is a huge category, 
but it's so much broader than that. Um, really clutter is anything that gets in the way of your priorities, anything that keeps you from doing what you want and love to do. And so uh, the category we think about most is physical clutter and, and definitely it it does get in our way, sometimes physically in our way. I, I go into homes where there's barely a path through uh, to get uh, to get safely from room to room. But Is this what you, know, you mean by hoarders, though? Are you talking hoarders now as such? Well, and, you know, the, the definition of hoarding is not how much stuff you own. It's uh, the attitude, how you feel about getting rid of it. If someone truly is a hoarder, they're terrified at the thought of letting anything go. And they tend to collect things that we would consider, you know, of no value, um, napkins and ketchup packets and straws and newspapers. And so people kind of joke around with say, oh yeah, I'm a hoarder. Um, but, you know, truly that's uh, a diagnosis uh, with some deep psychological issues. It, it doesn't, hoarding doesn't just mean having a lot of stuff. But, you know, clutter, clutter can be anything from the uh, 10 baskets of laundry that you never put away to the things that tend to live on your counter because they don't have a home to, uh, you know, your clothes, your closet being stuffed full of clothes that don't fit you, uh, but you don't take the time to, to take them out. Um, a lot of clutter is actually the result of not having very good daily habits of putting things away, of having a regular routine with dishes and laundry and picking things up. And, um, you know, there's so many different uh, reasons why clutter uh, is created and so different approaches to try to deal with it. Yeah. So, okay, then. So if we're going to start to uh, declutter our home, where would we start? What would you recommend? Yeah, so the tip that I always give first, because it's so easy and takes almost no time, I call it daily decluttering. And I just say, have a container somewhere that's easy to access. Everyone in the home needs to know where it is. And every time you see anything that you don't love and use, and those are the two questions I always ask. If you're looking at an object trying to decide, is this clutter? Do you love it? And do you use it? And if you can't say, with absolute confidence, yes, I love this and I use it, then you need to consider whether it might be clutter and getting in your way. It's not adding value to your life. So you have this container and as soon as you see anything you don't love and use, you drop it in the container. And then when it's full, you take it to your favorite donation center and you do it over and over again. So what we tend to do is let's say we're in the closet getting ready for the day and we're kind of, you know, going through our shirts or pants or whatever and, you're, and you go, oh, this is a little too tight. This needs a button replaced. I don't like the way this feels, whatever. But yet they stay in there day after Very day after day. Very guilty you know? of that. <laughs> so, but you say, um, you know, oh, I got to declutter this closet. And goodness knows I love a good closet clean out where you take hours and go through everything. But if all you did in that same situation was like, this is, you know, this doesn't fit right. Pull it off. You know, did, oh, I haven't worn this in forever. Pull it off. Go ahead and put it in that container. And then, you know, my husband and I, we did a big downsize. We got rid of 70% of our belongings, literally. But we still 
keep this daily decluttering container and it fills up on a regular basis. We, we bring new things into our life. We let things go. If you make it a, an, a, you know, a part of your daily routine that when you see something you don't love and use, you put it in there and you donate it. It makes a huge difference. I'm going to get one of these containers the minute I've finished on this call. <laughs> yes. Because I've always got bags and bags and things. And my trouble is I go back through the bag and take things out. That's the trouble. Yes. I'm sure you've yes. come across that. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But you have an 80-20 theory, don't you? Talk us through it. Oh, absolutely. Yes. So um, the 80-20 rule, the Pareto principle, B-A-R-E-T-O. It started as an economic principle, but it's kind of uh, applicable in so many different ways. So in if, if you think about any category in your home, from shirts to coffee mugs to toiletries or whatever, um, on the whole, you're going to use out of that category, you're going to use 20% of it 80% of the time. Yeah. So if you have 10 coffee mugs, there's two that are your favorites. The rarely get used. So if you think about that, the, the natural result of that logically is that I don't need that many because I'm not using them all. So I think that having that mindset and knowing that will allow you to say, okay, I could have a smaller selection here because I'm not using that many. Yeah, it's really, it's a really hard thing to do, is it? It's a great rule, but I am very guilty of keeping it for a few weeks in a bag rather than a, maybe a container and then revisiting it, even if I don't wear it. Because I'll try things on, take it off, put it back in the wardrobe. Mm -hmm. I think, oh, maybe I'll wear that again. And I never do. So I really need to take on that uh, 80, 20, 20. Right. So let's talk a bit more about, um, I know you brushed on it with hoarders and stuff, about mental clutter. Oh my goodness. This is the most difficult one of all yeah. for me. I don't have issues with physical clutter. I've just, you know, especially doing what I do, I get rid of more and more things and yeah. I tend to keep <laughs> things, I keep things in their homes and my husband's good about that too. But, oh, the mental clutter was just, uh, just praying about that today. What tends to uh, occupy our minds, it, it, this kind of clutter in a way can be even more damaging because yeah. it, it plays into our relationships. Um, for me, the biggest source of my attention clutter for a long time, and I'm still dealing with this, is too much time on my phone. Yeah, um, yeah. It's a huge source of attention clutter. I, I, I am not uh, proud to say that for years, my family begged me to get off my phone. Um, and I finally had to take some really harsh measures to, to correct that. Um, so, and my book has lots of tips. There's, there's some great material out there to help you with that. But, um, you know, no one, no one thinks it applies to them. But I tell you what, if you ask your loved ones, uh, you know, am I distracted by my phone when I should be spending time with you and yeah, be ready to hear the it's truth? So easy, it's so easy, though, isn't it? It's yes. addictive. You know, you've got all these reels and TikTok and they're funny. You've got the animals. Yeah. And before yeah. you know it, 10 minutes has passed. 15 minutes has passed. You're thinking, oh, my goodness. Right. And you kind of forgotten the reason why maybe you got your phone out the back in the first place to maybe in the doctor's surgery or I don't dent dentist and you're passing time. Before right. you know it, you know, you've, you've signed up to a million things. <laughs> yeah. Another another big source 
um, of attention clutter. Um, you know, so many times we're kind of rehearsing in our brains all these things that we need to remember to do. Oh, I've got to stop at the way, stop on the way home at the grocery, and I've got to do this, and oh, I can't forget about that. And uh, you know, uh, our brains were not were made for creating and having ideas, not for storing them. There's only so much that we can store, yeah. and so having ways to get all those uh, things out into a trusted system. This is a, a big GTD, getting things done. I don't know if you know that book. It's kind of a yeah. I mean, I, I write things down this to do list I have every day. I'm not sure right. if that's recommended or not, but if, if I don't well, do that, I won't remember anything. Yes, and so it, it doesn't matter for some people. That's a physical list. For for me, it's it could be a, like Google Tasks or a reminder on my phone. Or as much as I hate it, it does help me. Yeah. I mean, it is a tool if I use it correctly. But trying to get all those things out into a way to where you don't have to deal with that. Like I can know that that is in a form that I will be reminded at the proper time. Um, that really helps with that mental clutter. Yeah. And, and every once in a while, it's great, uh, whether you have this uh, set up or not to kind of just do a brain dump, yeah. <laughs> just yeah. to sit down and write all the things that are occupying your mind, just make a big list, sit yeah. for 10, 15 minutes, get it all out and then figure out, okay, from this stuff I just jotted down, what do I need to put into some kind of form so that later I can go back to it? But it really does help clear our minds. Um, I, I've been using uh, meditation. I've been trying to just, just to sit in a quiet place um, sometimes I use a tool. I, I like the uh, Smiling Mind. It's a it's an app for free meditation. But even just to sit in yeah, the quiet, those thoughts. That's hard as well, though, isn't it? That's it's difficult. very difficult. Yeah, but you yeah. know, research shows it's helpful. So those are some of the tools I use. Um, and sometimes, honestly, the things that we are uh, that are occupying our minds are things that we need help with, um, yeah, you know, yeah. whether that's family or friends or counseling. Um, I'm, uh, my counselor is extremely helpful with, uh, for me to deal with some of these anxieties, but uh, all of these kinds of clutter are distractions Definitely. from our priorities. And I see the toll that they take on my clients and, and myself. And if we don't clear those, um, we're forever distracted. Yeah, and we're going down a slippery road, won't we, if we don't address yes. those issues. So, Angie, we're just going to take a short break. We'll be back in a few minutes' time. Let me introduce our sponsor, Everything Genetic Limited, specialists in preventative healthcare testing, helping people to identify to see if they are at risk of developing common hereditary cancers and heart conditions. Based in Nantwich, Cheshire, they partner with some of the UK's market-leading laboratories, supplying revolutionary genetic tests to healthcare providers and patients for the detection, diagnosis and treatment planning of cancer, heart disease and other illnesses. One of their main aims is to democratise genetic testing, meaning everyone can take control of their own well-being and healthcare to detect any problems at an early stage when they are most treatable. 
They also offer a COVID testing service, which is on the government list, initially launched to support clinical partners who were unable to get patients in during the pandemic. This service enables patients to come back into clinics to resume all important cancer testing and is available through over 200 partner companies. They offer a comprehensive range of coronavirus COVID-19 test kits and services for individuals, healthcare providers and employers. For more information, visit their website, everythinggeneticlimited.co.uk. So welcome back. We're talking to Angie Heitch about decluttering our lives. So we were talking about, um, we talked about physical clutter and briefly mental clutter. How about digital clutter? Yes, uh, another big source that people don't think about as clutter because, again, it's invisible. And the invisible ones are the ones that tend to distract us the most. Uh, You know, uh, email inbox with thousands. Oh, my goodness. I've seen people with hundreds of thousands of emails, uh, documents all over. Knowing that you have millions of pictures, you don't know where they exist, just it can get a bit mind-boggling sometimes. I couldn't work having all those emails. I couldn't work having hundreds of emails that haven't been addressed. Even if they're, you know, spam rubbish just waiting to be deleted, I couldn't function and and open my next email until they're all filed away. I'm a fan. Yes, again, it's a distraction. (laughs) Yeah, it's a mental distraction knowing that it's out there. Um, And, you know, it's just like with any kind of clutter, clearing it, it takes some time and it takes some intention. Um, and, uh, you know, figuring out the tools that are going to be most helpful, uh, with email unsubscribing is a great way to start. Um, and whether you're a Gmail or an Outlook person, there, there are some great tools for things to be automatically sent to certain folders, uh, to block from certain places. There are some great tools, but it does take some time. time doesn't it I've tried to unsubscribe to from many companies and I find that I get three more emails I know so sometimes it takes a while yeah yeah it does take a while yeah so how long should we be keeping things on our laptops computers and our desktops if you like before we should delete what should we be deleting you know on top of emails what else would you recommend to kind of keep our memory down not just in our brains but on our systems as well right you know what what takes up the most space as far as digital uh is pictures and videos yeah Um, yeah yeah and again it's it's the time what what has helped me is to kind of have I kind of I I don't have this scheduled but I kind of know that twice a year I'm going to do a bit of a digital clean out um and that involves Uh, going through my documents, going through my emails that I've just stuck in a folder. Um, I try to go through my pictures a little more frequently than that because uh, they do build up, you know, pretty quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And, you know, different habits will work for different people, but if you don't have any kind of a routine or system, you know, it's, it's going to be a constant, just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And then the bigger something gets, the more the clutter builds up, the more you've got that overwhelm that just keeps you from, that's the number one thing that 
I hear when clients call me, I just don't know where to, where to begin. I'm so overwhelmed. Yeah. It's, you a know, big deal, it's a big deal, isn't it? Again, it really is it down. Where, where do I start? Make it for me. It's writing it down. What do I need yes. to do? Where do I need to start? But obviously we've got the, um, you know, the digital clutter, but just going back to maybe physical clutter in a way, but I'm, I was born in a certain year, so I'm very old school and I've only recently shredded and ripped up paperwork that I've kept from years ago. Yes. And it took me forever. And I was thinking, I can't keep these old, you know, statements or, you know, invoices. And it's really hard to let go. But again, Mm -hmm. how long should we be keeping manual papers for? It was like those days just gone completely. (laughs) <laughs> oh goodness. And, and papers are particularly time consuming because you think about, you know, a stack of paper, this yeah. thick, it's, it's like hundreds of decisions, every single one. Um, I, I do help people with paper quite a bit. I have a system that I've used for years that I help clients with, but sometimes the hardest thing to deal with is that backlog. I mean, I see people that have file cabinet after file cabinet box and box and bots of paper. Um, and it's kind of like with any project, if you break it down into small parts and just say, all right, I'm going to deal with this box right now. And uh, sometimes I'll tell them, this is good TV work, put on something fairly mindless or some music or whatever and sort. Yeah, and honestly, around it. <laughs> yeah, honestly, probably 95% of the paper we have, we don't need. Yeah, exactly. Um, and there's a lot of questions you can ask yourself to to determine if this is something you need. Does it exist elsewhere? You know, in this world now, almost always we're going to search online for things. Um, even the things like the manuals for the, um, yeah, like for the appliances. Yeah, those can, yeah, all that exists online. Yeah, um, I tell you, you what know, I was going to say to you, I was going to ask you, um, yes. when you work with your clients, do you ever come across endless amounts of cables and wires what do we do with those oh absolutely and sometimes it's like this big rat's nest I mean they're just so like tangled in each other and where do they come I don't from even know. Do I don't even them? know what this goes to <laughs> um you know do I own anything that this could be used for you know and if yeah, it's let good, go of it in case we need it one day <laughs> oh I know um you know and you can, you can fairly quickly kind of at least find the end of it to know like, okay, this is a connector that I do still use, but um, so many times it, it's a matter of like, is it worth taking the time to untangle this big mess of cords when I don't even know if, and, and you could also say like, okay, do I have all the chargers and all that for the things that I currently own? If I do, then perhaps it's not worth me taking the time to do yeah, this. And maybe I way. just flat donate the whole thing. Um, yeah. they, you know, donation centers, uh, even though it seems to us like something that we should just honestly toss in the trash, they know how to get valuable stuff out of things that we consider a big mess. There's very few things that I just toss in the trash. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's talk about your fabulous book on holy mess what the Bible says about clutter. So what does the Bible say about clutter? Oh my goodness. So clutter, the word clutter is actually not in the Bible, but the Bible has so much to say about what we place value in, what our priorities should be in our life, what uh, we should put first and 
all the things that we try to put above God in our relationship with God, all those uh, kinds of clutter are distracting us. Um, they're taking a toll on us. The material you know, things. Material things, things in our, a, a calendar that is just crammed full of activities that maybe that just aren't serving us well. Um, our minds full of things, all those things are a distraction. And so many times the clutter that we're building up is our attempts to try to kind of find this satisfaction in our soul that we're just not going to find it outside of God. We're not. It's not that we can't get some happiness from our things, from our relationships, from our activities, um, but really true soul satisfaction comes from God alone. And, you know, the scriptures promise that if we put him first, he's going to help take care of all our other needs. Matthew 6, 30, 32. Um, so he knows what we need and what we don't need. If you want to look at an example in the Bible, you know, King Solomon, he had everything. He and he, Ecclesiastes is a really good example of where you can read her. You know, he had multiple wives, all the wealth he ever wanted, fame. And he tried all these things, you know, to try to find happiness. And in the end, he was like, meaningless, meaningless, all is meaningless. All those things that we clutter our lives with don't truly bring us happiness. It's only through God. Okay, then. So before we close, let's talk about top tips to live a clutter-free life. What can you recommend? What can you tell us? All right. Well, for the physical clutter, I've talked about the daily decluttering. Um, I love that. I'm going to get one, definitely. Yes. <laughs> um, and, and really, if you just pay attention to two things, your routines for laundry, dishes, and daily pickup. Uh, so much of the clutter is that uh, not having systems for your daily routines. Um, let's see. Oh, having a home for everything. If that was all you did, uh, figuring out where does this belong? And when I finish using it, I put it back. It's so simple logically, but it makes a huge difference. Things tend to live on counters when they don't have homes. So figure out a home and put it there. And, and really involving everyone in the home uh, is so key. Kids don't normally, uh, it, it, it's not something, you have to teach this. And yeah. Yeah. these kinds of skills will serve them well throughout their whole life. Uh, clutter even, uh, there's research showing a, a connection between clutter and depression, clutter and excess weight, clutter, you know, all these things. But for children that are raised in a cluttered environment, it decreases their performance in school. Yeah, it really takes its toll. Um, for the schedule clutter, um, really be willing to take a magnifying glass looking at your the items on your to-do list and your schedule. Do they match your priorities? Yeah. Um, you know, are they serving you well? Are they bringing value to your life? Be it's honest so about it. It's so rewarding though, isn't it? Ticking off your list, what you've done, crossing it out. Yes. I doing that. <laughs> Oh, I do too. I'll that. even write down what I just did so I can do that marking off thing. I've done that. I've done that as well. Yes. <laughs> Something else I've done. Absolutely. And all this, it's really soul searching, difficult work. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it's, uh, it's emotion. It's very emotional. Um, if you, but if you are willing to take an honest look, 
at your life and decide what doesn't serve you well and what doesn't match your priorities. Oh, it's so rewarding when you can clear that and you can have, you can see more freely and, and have more space, both physically and mentally for what matters most. And how about three simple steps for organizing anything? Oh, okay. Yeah. So uh, I always break it down to uh, declutter first. First, you want to get rid of all that clutter, all the things that you don't love and use. So you're going to declutter first, then when all the unnecessary stuff is cleared away, then you figure out, okay, what's the best arrangement for what remains? Uh, you know, is this in, a, in the right place? Do you have the things you access most easiest to get to? You know, this is where you might want to get the best containers, uh, that kind of thing. So you've decluttered and you've got it in arrangement. And then, oh, maintenance, that is the challenging one. Uh, But if you, yes, yes. And you need to really be thinking about maintenance from the beginning. Okay, I can get this looking great, but if I can't keep it up, then I've just wasted my time. So Uh, when you're in that stage of arranging, figure out, okay, if I have this like this, and then tomorrow, putting things back, is that going to be easy for me? And sometimes it's a trial and error thing. Try something one way. And then you're, you realize a few weeks later, okay, this did not stay that why didn't it what didn't work about this? What did work? What didn't work? Um, You know, and try it a different way. Sometimes it takes a few times to find the best, uh, the best arrangement and the best system, but having those systems, those regular routines and getting those down to a science is such a big key to the whole thing. Yeah. It's such an interesting subject, isn't it? It's something we take for granted, uh, that we don't do enough of, um, but it's like I say, it is, it is soul cleansing. It frees your mind and, you know, you've got more time then to enjoy life, haven't you? Yes. And, and really that's, that's the primary goal behind what I do, uh, whether I'm working with a client or speaking or writing. Um, I just get so much joy out of knowing that I've helped someone simplify their life so they can spend more time doing what they want to do. And you're also a speaker and you do talk about decluttering. What kind of response do you get from your audience? Yeah, so I love to do presentations and I have uh, ones on time management and productivity and organizing paper. And I do a lot of presentations to church groups and Bible studies about my book Um, and, uh, you know, talk about decluttering a lot because it's the biggest need in our culture right now. And uh, I like to try to involve stories, stories of my clients, stories of myself. I'm very honest about what I've gone through and, um, and just seeing the big difference that it makes in life, in our lives, in our daily lives. Um, People can relate to, if you paint a picture of here's someone and here's what they're struggling with, and this is what the clutter has done to them. And then this is what we did. And and now, and how it's changed their life. Yeah. Um, you know, I've been able to cook in my kitchen for the first time in three years. I've had family over for the holidays, like I haven't done in 10 years because I was embarrassed by the state of my home. Oh, really? I finally, I've finally put my phone down and I can relate better with my family. Those life changes 
it's just what it's all about. Yeah, I totally get that, you know, because sometimes I will completely just switch off my phone or put it in a different room in the evening and it's made such a difference. I'm not engaging maybe if I'm watching a film with family or something like that. Yes. Talking about your kitchen, we're having our kitchen done and walls knocked down and I've just put lots of things in boxes and mm-hmm. I haven't needed to yes. turn to those boxes. What does that tell me? I don't need that stuff. There's boxes yes. of it. And I'm thinking, absolutely hmm, what we're going to do with these boxes now because I, uh-huh. I've not needed them I've not yes them. it's actually a really uh interesting decluttering technique yeah um to box some things up especially things that live on our counters uh I talk about this a lot with clients in order to earn that prime real estate of your counter, whether this is your kitchen or your bathroom or your nightstand or whatever it needs to be something that you use every day or, you know, every few days. And, and if it's living on there and, it, and you're not using it, then one way you'll tell is just to box everything up. And when you have to go search for it, yeah, then that tells you you're using it. And in a few weeks, if you haven't looked for it, yes, that's yeah. a perfect way to know, <laughs> hey, I think I don't need this anymore. Oh, Angie, it's been so lovely talking to you today. Just opened our eyes on decluttering. So for our listeners, if they have any questions or need your help, how can they get in contact with you? Yeah, so the best way would be through email, um, Angie at shipshape.solutions. And you can also connect with me on Instagram. I'm at uh, Shipshape Solutions with an underline after it. Uh, LinkedIn and Facebook. Um, I love to talk about organizing. Mm -hmm. So I love to hear from listeners, from readers, from clients with challenges. Um, You know, if you've read my book and want to talk about it, have further questions, um, I'd love to connect with anyone who uh, wants some more answers or just just wants to talk about uh, the effect that clutter has on our lives and, and the joys of simplifying. Brilliant. Uh, Well, thank you once again for joining us today. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Yes, thank you so much. You've been listening to my podcast, Appetite for Life, also supported by sponsor, Dane Bank House Dental Practice, where happiness starts with a smile. Would you like to be a guest on this show? Or maybe you're interested in a sponsorship package. For any further information, you can find me across various social media platforms as Karen Kelly Podcasts or send me an email, Karen Ender Kelly at btinternet.com.